can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. My my new my brand new microphone he's turned all the way up. Did you want to mention that one more time? My brand new microphone. So everybody, I got a brand new microphone. So everybody listening, now everybody listening knows. And this thing, it's it's like a beacon. It's like a lighthouse. There's red and there's blue lights. Now let me ask you: changes color. Could it be red? Could it be blue? Oh my god! Could it be a violet? A violet mic? You should you should just stop. Respect. Um, so yeah, is it, uh, <laughs> well, hey, yes, there's violet. There, I see violet is, now. There is purple. There is purple. I like so, it. So anyway, awesome. welcome to the show. This is the Talking Pools podcast. I hope that I sound much better than previous episodes. Like I said, I did get a new mic and I got a little boom arm. So the mic's right in front of my mouth, not way down below me. And also to the headphone situation. I did see that you posted a picture of your mic on Facebook. and. John Poma responded, wanting to know if the mic would keep you from interrupting people. <laughs> Only you. There's somebody else mentioned that too, because uh, I posted it on the Talking Pools page, and I can't remember the name of the person, but they also commented, uh, "Will it stop the interruptions?" So, unfortunately, no. It's it. There's no. There's no don't interrupt button. Whether training a new employee or enhancing your own knowledge, Natural Chemistry offers a comprehensive online training program that covers everything from basic water chemistry to maximizing efficiency and troubleshooting. Visit www.ncprotraining.com today. We've been riding a wave. We've been riding a wave that's been an incredible boom and boost in sales as far as pool installations go, and not just pool installations. I'm talking about just home improvement as in general, and we've spoke about it before when we've referenced the chlorine shortage about how people have stayed home, they're not going anywhere, the money they had earmarked for vacations, now all of a sudden is disposable income. So people have pumped the money back into their home. And with that, the pool industry has grown tremendously because what 94,000 pools were installed in 2020, which was 21% more than the year before. The numbers aren't in just yet for last year, but I'm working on trying to find those, see where we're at. But the thing is, the entire home improvement industry has boomed. Now we're looking at things like the highest inflation right now that we've had in 40 years. We've just had a spike in energy costs. Oil, gasoline keeps surging through the roof. We're on the brink of a recession. And hopefully I'm wrong, but I'm not the only one that thinks this. It's just the nature of the beast. Supply chain shortages, that's just ongoing. We're plagued with that. Prices on everything are going up. Inflation is super high. At some point in time, the momentum is going to stop. You might lose some customers too because, you know, people are gonna people are gonna want to look for a cheaper rate maybe, and so they're gonna probably find somebody, yep, and they're gonna go to their uncle's brother's cousin's pool service company and get it done for a lot less. Now consider this: some people did have disposable income that they did use toward home improvement. Other people took out loans, took out mortgages, 
when this shit crashes, it's going to hurt. What I want to talk about is the different things that we need to do to prepare for a possible recession. And I hope it doesn't happen. Hopefully, you never need to do any of it. And hopefully, it doesn't happen. And hopefully, everybody's wrong. Hopefully, I'm wrong. And everything is just fine and dandy. But there's nothing wrong with putting yourself in a good position to handle it should it occur. And I think it's going to happen within the next year. Yeah, it seems like it would be difficult to grow or just maintain even like a base level of income or, you know, business in general. When people are quitting and you've got prices going up and different things you can do just to set yourself up better, just in case something does happen. You want to make sure that you're in a better position financially. You want to start to arrange your funds. You want to start to position your customers to help you get through it. And you can do all of that. You just want to start arranging things so that you have more income available to you. This is a really good time for people to change the way we bill for chemicals. I was thinking about that today. I don't know if you were just about to say that, but you know, the way we to be able to start billing separately for chemicals instead of including them in service. Because like I just mentioned earlier, there's more price increases on chemicals, there's price increases on everything else. So why don't we take this this period of time to kind of you know, use that to our advantage to explain to people, you know, prices keep going up. Like what we were talking about on our our roundtable episode that we had, prices keep going up. So instead of me having to continually raise prices every other week or whatever on your service bill, just charge them the rate for service and then charge them separately for the chemicals. And that's what people need to do because there are some people who do not. I always build first. There's a lot of people who bill after the fact. Now, I know a large portion of the industry bills ahead of time, and that's fantastic, and they're exactly where they need to be because that way they insure the money before they invest any time, equipment, supplies, chemicals, or anything into it. They have the money. That's the goal. You want to make sure that you have the money. The same thing holds true heading into and then through a recession. Any of the customers you have that you bill after the fact that you're giving credit to you run a chance of getting screwed out of that money. So what would be a good way then to, if say, for example, if somebody is billing for the end of the month, what would be a good method to switch so that you don't lose out and you don't have to take a hit on a month? So let's say that we're billing on the last day of the month for the month that just passed. How do we switch to making that in the front end without double billing? Because if you double bill, it's going to piss them off. And they're not going to be happy about the change anyway, because people don't like change. They also don't like paying in advance. We have time. There's not a recession today. There probably won't be a recession by the end of the summer. Give yourself four months to make the change. So this month coming up, instead of billing on April 30th for this month, if we're going to start to switch to the front end, let's bill on the third week of this month. And then the next month, bill on the second week. And then the next month on the first week. And then the next month on the first. And then roll forward. And what you've done is you've, over the course of four months, you've moved them closer and closer and closer to paying in advance one week at a time. I like it. And now we have the customers where we want them. And tell them what you're doing. And this is how we're going to do it. And if they ask why, it's a company policy. We're doing this with everybody. We're just changing the way that we're doing our billing. Heather, on Hump Days with Heather, the other podcast, she spoke about last week, one of her episodes, it was actually her longest episode, by the way, 30 minutes, but she talked about building credit for your business. 
putting yourself in a good position to have that credit available to you. And the time to start doing that is now. If you've not been doing it, don't wait till the recession hits. Every bank in the world is going to be getting hit by people who need money when a recession hits. And they're going to be overwhelmed and it's going to take a long time and they're going to be picky. Economic downturn, it's not going to be as easy. So now is the better time. There's not a lot going on. So yeah, build that, build that credit now and listen to Heather's podcast because it's pretty cool also. The other thing that we want to do is we want to make sure that we diversify our customer base. It's kind of a like um, an eggs, all of your eggs in one basket situation. If you have a lot of big accounts you're, you have to work a little bit harder to replace that one if you should lose it or that, or even worse, that's a, probably a big chunk of your income. So it would be a good idea to have a bunch of little ones spread out so that you can fall back on something and not have such a huge gap. I want a lot of small customers. If I lose one customer that accounts for 15% of my business, that's going to hurt. It's going to be crippling. Right. I don't mean go look for more commercial pools either. If I wouldn't look at those. I would look for residential pools right now. That's going to be the safe spot. Get them to pay in advance so you don't have to chase the money. There's a lot of residential pools out there in your market. They're not all going to pull back when this hits. We don't want the big customer because if we lose them, that's a big chunk of your money. We don't want a lot of small commercial pools because they're going to be forced to go to bid how some people price their commercial pools. Their corporate office is going to tell them that they need better pricing and they're going to need to go to bid. So they are going to find somebody cheaper. And during a recession, don't take it personally. It's just business. But you do risk, you risk losing that. Yeah, you risk losing that account unless you're willing to come in and bid, underbid yourself. So we don't want to do that either. Based on the last recession that we went through, there was a lot of foreclosure situations going on and a lot of pools went to shit. What people should do now is start laying the groundwork. There's not going to be a lot of money going around. There's not going to be a lot of people wanting swimming pool service. You may lose customers. What's going to happen is the amount of foreclosed homes in your neighborhood, in your market is going to increase. And real estates don't stop just because there's a recession, because there are people out there that do have money that want to take advantage of other people's misfortune. They want to get those houses at the better prices and flip them or live in them or whatever, but they're looking for them. And it's still hard to sell a house, even during a recession, with a green pool. My favorite is green. Start laying the groundwork, setting yourself up for that type of business. If you're not familiar with how to do green to cleans, learn. Because you're going to get pools that have sat untouched for a while if you take these on. If you don't have the correct equipment to do green to cleans, now's the time to purchase it. This way you have it and it's ready and it's waiting. And don't look at it like a lost investment if it doesn't happen. Green to cleans happen all the time. If we don't have a recession, it's still good stuff. I haven't actually like treated a foreclosed pool, but I had a route in a an entire an entire like golf community, you know, that had sat foreclosed because I guess what happened was the whole the whole place it's like the whole place went bankrupt, like the whole HOA community, the golf course, they like they have two huge golf courses. So they they went bankrupt, I think bankrupt twice, I believe. And so all of the houses in there sat foreclosed. So I took over 
I was still having problems with these pools years later after they were treated and green to clean and all that stuff. So that can be uh, having pools <laughs> sit green and that just causes major, major issues even years later. So that can definitely be a good thing to get into and just repairing all the stuff that sits. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Now is the time to start working on establishing and building those relationships with realtors and banks by identifying who they are. That's easy enough. Go on Zillow and see who's listing foreclosed homes. Identify those places that take foreclosed properties because not all realtors do. They refer to them as REO properties, real estate owned properties. So basically they own that. They buy it. They get it from the bank. It's their property. They have to take care of it. And like I said, even during a recession, homes that people buy to flip sell better when the pool is clear. Once you get the bid, the way this process normally works, once you get the bid, you'll have about five days to get that pool clear. Five days from swamp to swim. Keep in mind, this is going to be something that hasn't been touched in a while. Could be two years. I think the one I had that sat the longest was seven years. The Talking Pools podcast, Pool Pro of the Week, is Brandon Nugent. Brandon Nugent owns Swim Time Pool and Spa in Jackson, Mississippi. Do you know a pool professional that deserves a shout out because they are a total badass? Send an email to talkingpools at gmail.com with the name of the water warrior you think could kick Aquaman in the oysters. Make sure to include the name of the business, city and state. You cannot nominate yourself, but you can nominate the next Talking Pools podcast pool pro of the week. Do it now. Talkingpools at gmail.com. So how quickly do homes sell in a recession? Not quickly at all. So you're talking about a house that could sit on the market now for anywhere from months to years, and they're going to need weekly service. So you get that green to clean, right? So you fix it. It goes from swamp to swim. Now you have that house as a weekly account on your route. So you're generating income. You're generating, you have the business and you're still going out. You're still cleaning the pools. They're paying you. Realtors that get foreclosures don't just get one. There's been times where I've had 20 at a shot to get done in five days. So that's why I said you have to have time. But then I pick up 20 customers and I have a whole route of customers weekly. And then that lasts anywhere from months to years. And then you know what happens when the house sells? In most cases, the realtor will actually introduce you to the homeowner as the expert that knows their pool. And that would be great because it's always good to have somebody back you up lift you up and 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 talk up your skills and your knowledge and stuff to the people that you know you're going to be taking care of their pool so that helps to form a trust relationship i guess how cool is that even if they don't keep you forever they're buying a foreclosure there's going to be work to do in the house they're going to at least keep you until they're done working on the house and if they're going to flip the house and not be on property 
They're going to keep you probably throughout the entirety of the time. And then those people will introduce you to the new people as the expert that knows the pool. And you need like special equipment and like special, well, not necessarily you need it, but it's, it's good to have like, for example, a trash pump on a filter cart that, so you don't have to use the pool system. If for example, the power is down or you can't see into the water, you don't have to use that system. You have one on your own. So taking the time to set yourself up with that stuff, maybe building a pump yourself or finding out where you can get them or also finding a distributor or somewhere where you can get alum. Yeah. That you build a trash pump. Okay. There you go. Do it like a portavac. I think you should. Yeah. So when somebody randomly calls you and says, hey, I've got this green, you know, swamp that's been sitting here for months. Nobody's touched it. You don't have to be like, oh, well, uh, yeah. And stumble through. You just, yeah, I'm set up. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. There you go. I think that works. Cutting fat where you can cut fat definitely is going to be key. did want to mention there is a cost that everybody cuts that nobody should cut heading into a recession. And that's usually their marketing or their advertising budget. It's usually one of the first ones to get chopped, but it's probably the last one that people should stop investing in. And why is that? Because everybody else is going to stop. And the minute you stop putting your name, what happens if you have a party and you don't invite anybody? Who shows up? Your mom. Well, there you go. So do you want Paulette <laughs> to be the only one at your party? Oh, dear God, no. <laughs> so, but the point being is everybody is going to cut back on advertising. You should probably put more money into it. And what will happen then, the advantage in doing that is you're going to seem like you're the only game in town because everybody else cut back. Whenever I go to my mom's house for a party, she always tries to make me clean her dirty pool. Which really has nothing to do with what we're talking about. It doesn't. At all. So... Don't miss the information you need to make the decisions that affect how you do business. Download PoolMagazine.com from the App Store or Google Play today. Invest more in marketing. Don't cut back your marketing budget. I know there are a lot of folks. I hear it all the time from, uh, you know what? It's a common mantra out there now. I've never invested any money in advertising and I'm doing just fine. I don't have to add money in advertising. I use word of mouth and everything's doing just fine. I have more business than I can handle. Have you heard people say this? I have. Yep. And I've seen it. And that's what happens. And that's what happens when the market's doing great. You might not have to spend as much on advertising. You might not have to spend anything on advertising because word of mouth is killing it and crushing it for you. But if we jump into a recession, guess what? That is not a normal year. And those things that you have grown to rely upon are not going to work for you now. They're not going to be there. You might lose some customers, too, because might, you know, people are going to people are going to want to look for a cheaper rate, maybe. And so they're going to and they're probably find, find somebody. Yeah. A lot less. So which we did discuss is the name of an actual pool service company in your area. <laughs> Uncle Brothers, Cousins, Mother's Pool Service. I thought that was Joey Cream Cheese. That's a whole, that's down in Coconut Creek. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But there's been sightings, I've heard. So, but that's the whole thing. If you've not had to advertise, I mean, take a look at how long your business has been around. Most likely you are a post-recession business. 
you don't have that experience of having gone through a recession and there's nothing wrong with it that doesn't take away from your business or the great you job you've done growing your business. But if you have a business that started mid-teens and beyond, I mean, you don't really have that experience where you can say that your business is going to continue to grow that way. Most businesses don't grow via word of mouth during a recession. Yeah, it seems like it would be difficult to grow or just maintain income or, you know, business in general. Here's the thing. People are quitting and you've got prices going up and just. There are a lot of people who look at what you do as a luxury. Me? Like, do you mean cleaning pools or having a job? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure there's probably a lot that look at both as a luxury, but cleaning pools, having somebody paying someone to come and clean your pool and maintain your pool There are a lot of people who look at that as a luxury, and that's fine. If you want to call it a luxury business, I'm okay with that. Well, having a pool is a luxury. Is is a pool not a luxury? Well, is having a house cleaner a luxury? I mean, granted, the person cleaning the pool has to know a heck of a lot more, but you can clean your house yourself. I would love a house cleaner. And you can take care of your yard yourself? Yeah. And you can take care of your pool yourself. So all of these fit into a similar category, although, you know, from the knowledge end, I'm going to say, you know, pool pros rule. (laughs) It's going to be one of the first things that people start to want to cut when they run low on funds. That's a We've already been seeing that, too. Well, we have to keep you have to keep your name out there because this pool of customers, this pool of people that want a pool service is going to get there. Leaner and lean. I did do that, didn't I? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to get leaner and leaner and leaner. And the amount of people competing for that space is going to be huge. So by you increasing what you invest into marketing, I mean, I'm not saying don't cut things from your budget. If you have to cut something from your budget, cut something else. By keeping your budget for marketing zesty or robust, Mm -hmm. You're going to look like you're the only game in town. You're going to be the only name they know. And then when they do decide that, hey, you know what? I know shit's hitting the fan, but I'd still like to have clear water in my pool. Who are you going to call? Pool busters. I ain't afraid of no pools. <laughs> if that's who you're calling, then that's who you call. Or or just a pool company. Cousins, brothers, mothers, Uncle. fathers, uncles, whatever. well these are the steps and you know what there's probably a lot a lot of other things that you can do but these are the big ones that come to the front of my mind so set yourself up in a position where you have good credit better credit than you do now so that you're billing beforehand not afterwards so that way you have a cash flow and you don't end up getting screwed out of any money don't put all your eggs in one basket lots of little customers little customers are a heck of a lot easier to replace than big customers And then diversify your offerings. Start to specialize in that green to clean. Make and build those relationships with realtors and banks. So that way, if and when a recession does occur, and unfortunately, I don't think it's if, I think it's when, then you'll get the opportunity to bid. You'll have the uh, this relationship in place. And you're not going to have to start doing all this work then. If you've taken the advice we've just given, you started working on your green to clean skills now and making sure that you had the right equipment for it. So plug and play. That's been our show. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to go into the spiel as usual. So follow us, like us, leave us good reviews, hit us up with the questions, you know, all that good stuff. Let me know how you think I sound this time.
I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 